You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are starting a little mini-series taking a look at how we as Christians better pursue our relationship with God. Can you tell people, though, first that you don't what? out in the world call me Pastor Jeff? I don't know if I need your attention sometimes, I do. <laughs> it does. It, it kind of annoys me to be quite honest with you. There's only, uh, there's only four people in this world that can call me dad. You're one of them. So. Sometimes you don't deserve it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are starting How to Better Pursue God, which I was going to say, probably as a pastor, is music to your ears that we take a little bit of pressure off of. You just come to church on Sunday morning to learn about God, that it is much more much. big picture than that. Very much so. Yeah. And again, I think, you know, all throughout sort of church history, there have been spiritual disciplines that have led people into a deeper walk with Christ. I think church is a part of that, and we're certainly going to talk about that, but that's not the only thing. In fact, I would often say to people, listen, you're going to starve to death, spiritually speaking, if your only course of a meal is to come on Sunday morning in a 30-minute message. It's just not enough to get you where you want to be in your spiritual life. So there needs to be more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sometimes hard maybe for people to pursue in terms of time it's difficult to do. So they just kind of put Sunday morning on the checklist. I know I was guilty of this in a phase of life. You just kind of mark off that you went to church on Sunday morning and then you wonder, man, why can't I feel God? Or why isn't he showing up? Or I'm not learning very much. And then even people then can sometimes blame, well, the church isn't teaching enough or they're not doing enough when the reality is these personal disciplines are incredibly important. Yeah, I, I didn't know we were going to go here, but I want to talk about it for a minute because I think it's critical. We've always said at Sunnybrook, our responsibility is to sort of give this field of grass and then lead people to sort of feast on that. Our responsibility mm -hmm. is not to take the horse and force them to do anything, mm -hmm. but to just provide a pasture that they could come and graze in. Mm -hmm. So Here's a whole bunch of options of how you can grow in Christ. And again, uh, I trust in time people are going to take advantage of that. And I want to say, before we kind of get into these different topics, that we really do at Sunnybrook have things set up really for every single category that we are about to talk about. That although it's going to be a personal discipline, something you have to do on your own, there are resources that are provided for every series we walk in in every area that we're about to talk about. Yeah, and let me just walk you through from what our perspective would be. Andy Stanley probably first was the one who came up with this, but number one was just simply this, you know, direct teaching from the pulpit, from the Word of God, kind of in a practical fashion. So here's how it can change your life. Here's how you can apply it. But as much as we're sort of downplaying just church, we're mm. saying, listen, it's critical, though. Mm. It's critical you go to church. It's critical you find a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Again, we don't think Sunnybrook is the only church, but that you find a place that teaches the Word of God and does it in a practical fashion that they can apply it to your life. For us, that's step number one. Mm -hmm. Then step number two is what we'd call providential relationships. In other words, I never grow well by myself. I grow best in community. I want people to you know, call me on my stuff. I want people to hold me accountable. I want people to pray for me. I want people to cry with me when I'm going through difficulty. 
And we often call them providential relationships because you'll often notice this, and I had it all throughout my life. Wherever I went, there always seemed to be this person that showed up that was a little bit more godly than me, maybe a few steps ahead of me, spiritually speaking, and then they would invest in my life. Usually older men that would come into my life, but in every scenario I've ever had, there was always this providential relationship. Small groups can be that. Again, maybe they're set up, orchestrated, those kinds of things. But again, they become these relationships that help us grow in likeness to Christ. Uh, thirdly then, and we'll talk about this for a moment, but is what we call the practical or personal discipline. So I want to discipline myself every day to spend time on a word. I want to discipline myself to be in prayer every day. I want to discipline myself to be in accountability relationship, whatever that might be, but just sort of the personal disciplines of the faith. And again, for centuries, those have been going on. Mm-hmm. There's a couple more, and we can maybe briefly mention those before we get into disciplines, but it talks about they talk about personal ministry and pivotal circumstances as well. Yeah, and again, personal ministry would be this. At some point in time, because we often talk about it, you, you just can't sit under the teaching of the Word of God, nor quiet time and those kinds of things and always drink in. But eventually you're sort of like this sponge that needs to be squeezed out into this world so you can be filled again. So one of the best ways that people grow is not only spending time on the Word and under the teaching and in these relationships that are critical, but through serving, through uh, giving away our faith. I always say nobody learns more than the teacher. So every Sunday morning when I get up and I uh, teach the Word of God, and you know this, you walk away probably learning more and change more than anybody else. So we say uh, those kinds of things of ministry, whether it's the Hope Center, whether it's children's ministry, whether it's upfront or behind-the-scenes ministry, we think there's a sense in which you grow when you have a niche, a ministry where God's using you. And then the last one, we can talk about this for a minute, but this idea of pivotal circumstances, pain would be the best way to put it in your life. You go through a divorce, you go through a loss of a loved one, uh, you go through a relational breakup, or you go through some difficulty physically where there's pain in your life. Often when you're flat on your back is when God uses those times for you to look up and, and change you, hones you. Mm. So if we look at those categories and, and we say all of those grow you in your faith, going to church, being involved in a small group, or having a mentorship-type relationship, serving somewhere, the circumstances that you have in life, those are kind of checkboxes to cross off. The ones that get complicated are the personal disciplines. Those are the ones that we need a little bit of training and encouragement in. Agreed. And I always say to people this, I, I would say two things about that, because everybody says, listen, I want to have a quiet time and I want to have personal disciplines, those kinds of things. I always say, and for me this is critical, where's your time and where's your place? Mm -hmm. So if you can come up with, this is my time and this is my place, I'm telling you, it's half the battle Mm -hmm. of getting a discipline. So for me, this is just for me, uh, I wake up at 5 a.m., I grab my cup of coffee, so my time is 5 a.m. I just happen to be an early riser, I go to bed early as well, Uh, but I happen to be an early riser. So I grab a cup of coffee, I grab my Bible, and then my place is my lazy boy over here in the Mm -hmm. corner. So if I know that this place is calling me every morning, I know this time is calling me every morning, Mm -hmm. and I think if you can discover what your time is and what your place is, now I think you're going to be motivated to get there. Mm -hmm. And I often say to people, listen, you don't have to read this huge amount of scripture. You know, everybody wants to read the Bible in 365 days. You can do it. It's too big for me. It just is. So I say to people, just take a small passage of scripture, read it over maybe once, twice, and come away with one thought that you think God had to say to you that day. 
And often people say, well, where do I read? And they start in the book of Genesis, and they're going to work their way all the way to the book of Revelation. They get to about Leviticus or Numbers, they're going, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. So I always say to people, start in the Gospel of John. It's probably the simplest to read. Maybe then go to the book of Romans. But read some New Testament Gospels, some of the writings of Paul. And I would say just take either a chapter or even a half a chapter and I start this way, I pray, God, could you speak to me? This is illumined by your Holy Spirit, so could the Holy Spirit come? Could he speak to me? Then I read it once, maybe read it twice. Then I pause for a moment and just meditate. I, God, what are you trying to say to me? Um, I love the story that took place one time between Bill Bright and Billy Graham. So every morning, Bill Bright would, was on this speaking panel with Billy Graham, and he would say to him, hey, what did you get out of your quiet time this morning? Billy go, I don't remember. The next morning, come back, he say this, I, I don't remember. Finally, Bill Bright said, listen, I want you to go to your quiet time, and I want you to glean one thing from it, and I want you to share it with another person. That, for me, has been helpful. Here's one thing that God said to me, and then find somebody in the day to be able to share that with, or else you're going to read the Word of God and walk away and go, well, that really didn't do anything for me. But I don't think there's a person out there spiritually speaking, that knows Christ as their Savior, doesn't know if I'm going to grow in Christ, i got to get to the Word of God. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's a lot of ancillary things that are helpful, Sunday morning, relationships, all of those kinds of things, but if we're going to grow, everybody's got to get to the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I can vouch for, I remember in our old, old house, you had this, it was like a hunter green. Really ugly ugly chair that you sat in every morning to the point that you your gel from your hair left a stain. <laughs> it's like a core memory I, I for me. I don't that. know why. But you did. You always sat there. I remember waking up and I would always find you in that chair in the morning. Was that something that always came easy for you? Is that was it kind of a, a muscle thing, like a like a working out thing? You just had to get into the habit of doing it? I think that's exactly what it was hmm. for me. It's it's much like working out your body every single day, whether that's walking or or going on an elliptical or lifting weights. Um, it, it's not that, you know, I say in effect, hey, I desire to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope I do. Mm -hmm. Some days I do, some days I don't. Mm -hmm. But I think it is a muscle that you make a decision, I'm going to exercise. And, you know, I grew up in a little bit more of a legalistic background. And, you know, I would go to bed at night. And if I didn't have a quiet time, I felt sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. I would often get out of bed and do it. And, and it, it wasn't out of, you know, love and devotion like it is now. But I thought even in then it formed a good discipline. And I felt in that somewhat the blessing of God for just spending time with him. And I, I think it is sort of a muscle we've got to exercise. And I think the more you do it, what do they say, two weeks, 20 mm -hmm. days, 30 days to develop a habit. And I do think if you do that for a period of time, I, I do believe it becomes a good thing in your life. But I always say to people, keep it short. Mm -hmm. Because if you say, I'm going to spend an hour in prayer every day, I'm telling you the third day, mm -hmm. you're going to have our time. I honestly would say to people, five, ten minutes mm -hmm. just to begin to develop that habit, mm -hmm. and it'll grow over time. Mm -hmm. I would encourage anyone, if you've never had a quiet time where you sit down and you read scripture, if you have the Bible app, they have incredible yes. series that you can walk through. You can find all sorts of different translations. I know I personally always like to read the New Living Translation, your NIV. Yep. Um, but find the translation that reads best for you. Kind of flip through some of those common translations, and the Bible app is a great place to do that. There's um, study Bibles that are really good as well, if that's never something that you've dove into before and right. you're unsure kind of where to start. 
There's some good notes, some good commentary that are right in Bibles nowadays. I think Eugene Peterson's The Message can be fun to read sometimes. Different than the Living Bible, which we used to always criticize, it really comes from the Greek and the original languages, and it's well done. So I think most of our translations today are well done. And again, you know, if you've never studied the truth of the Word of God and how accurate it is, mm. uh, there's some good books out there to give you confidence that the Bible is the Word of God as well. Well, we are going to dive more into these topics on how to best pursue God. So make sure you join us in the coming weeks for those. We hope to see you then. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, Thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.